allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watch were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say does that star-spangled banner yet wave or the Let's give the Royal Rangers a big hand. And Sister Christy Roberts. <laughs> Hallelujah. You may be seated. Thank you very much. That was awesome, wasn't it? Thank you for being here today. I want to encourage you to stick around and let's have some fellowship. There's plenty of food. It's paid for. And uh, I want to apologize for Kelly and Kristen. I had it in my notes. I forgot to announce the CD, but this Friday at 7 o'clock is going to be an awesome time. And uh, we're going to be here celebrating their new CD. I mean, listen, have, have them autograph it because when they win the Dove Award and they get real famous, I mean, we may be able to sell their CD on eBay for a lot of money. But they dream big. And thank God for young sold out Christian believers who are willing to dream big. Thank God for any believer that is willing to dream big. Amen? Amen. So, so we pray for him and we bless him and thank God for this new CD that's coming out to bless the body of Christ. We're so glad you're here on this Memorial Day. You know, there's been 1,316,000 soldiers killed since World War I. There's a policeman that is killed in the line of duty every, 40, every uh, 58 hours. The border loss lost a family member, Dustin, in November, who was 24, 25 years old. I remember when I went to the, to the wake, they had his number, his jacket, his helmet, and hit the love of his life, standing at, the, at his head, brushing his hair. So young. Brother Glenn had his best friend who was in the line of duty, was killed in, in the line of duty. 
And so many lay down their sacrifices, lay down their lives for sacrifices. And Memorial Day, today we take this day to remember them. And I want to do something that's going to be of a surprise. But this is Floyd Kemp Sr. Was in the Navy 16 years. And two months before Pearl Harbor, a German submarine torpedoed the boat. Brother Floyd, five years old, was left without a dad. His dad served this country, died a hero. And I have a coin here that says, we will never forget. It says, we will never forget the heroes who paid the price. And I know when he was five that the military folded the flag and gave it to his mother. He was a five-year-old boy, Ryer. So he probably didn't remember it real well, but today, Brother Floyd, we want to honor your dad today. We want to honor you that had your childhood taken from you. Your dad, didn't ha- you didn't have your dad to throw a ball and do things with you, but he gave his life, and your dad's a hero. And we honor him, your mother, and we honor you today, sir for the sacrifice of your father for this country. So God bless you. Can we give Floyd Sr. for Jr. a hand? Bless you, sir. God bless, God bless you, Sister Bonnie. Proud of you. You know, you never know the heroes that are around you and their stories I shared this message and I had a man come stop me right there and grab me. He says, you don't know what this message, message meant to me and my family. My nephew was killed in Afghanistan three weeks ago. And there's been so many lay down their life for freedom. And yes, we honor our veterans. But what I hear many veterans are saying is that we are honored in the fall. Memorial Day, Memorial Day is for the fallen. And when you find a true soldier who have held their buddies as they died or found, found, found them or, or had a, as we had one chaplain come and share, find different pieces of different bodies and put them in a bag and not know where, who, which, who belongs to who. The price of sons and daughters and Nephews and fathers and mothers. On behalf of this great nation. So many people are saying. They, would want, they want to move away from America. Moving away won't help. It's being a Christian and an American to stay here. And continue fighting for what they fought for. And teaching our children, grandchildren, and living that standard. And it's not about being Democrat or Republican. It's about being a Christian. It's about being American. And this is still the greatest country. With all of its flaws, with all of its things, this is still the greatest country in the world. I was in Books a Million and uh, coming through Arkansas, bringing our son back from Fort Leonard Wood and Stopped there and got Cindy a, a frame of Psalms 91 for military, how to pray for the military. And it was placed there, put a picture of our boys because we have two in the military. And uh, 
I was going to, we were going to put her out, that out for her Mother's Day. Mother's Day was Sunday, and we, this was Saturday. And I went to the desk to buy it, and this young lady says, oh, I see you support the military. I said, yes, I do. She said, well, would you like to uh, buy a, a package of coffee? And then for every package of coffee we sell, um, uh, we'll, we'll send another package too so that soldiers can get coffee. And you know soldiers love and need their coffee with the hours and hours that they put in. So I said, sure, I'd be glad to get it. And I told her I was part of Wounded Warrior Project, uh, adopt a, a platoon. In fact, I got a card from, my adopt, from the platoon I adopted uh, four or five years ago. I got a card from the day before yesterday. And uh, I, I do whatever I can to show my support to the troops. She says, so she says, well, thank you for, for believing in us. She said, you won't believe what happened. I, about an hour or two ago, I had a pastor, a, a man come here and he says, I'm a pastor. I'm a certain this and that and the other, and I'm against all of you and against all what you do. I just wish y'all didn't exist. And she says, well, sir, I'm a Christian and uh, I'm in the Air Force and my husband's serving overseas right now. He goes, well, I, I, I just don't believe in it. Just wish y'all didn't exist. And he left with an attitude, did this in front of people. I said, well, sis, I want you to know something. God sent another preacher to you. I have two sons in the military. And I thank God for the military. I support you, pray for you. And I said, I'm sure this preacher who told you that probably doesn't even have more than a dozen or 20, 30 people. But we've got a huge church back in Louisiana that are very supportive of the military. We love you and we bless you. And we fly, we fly your flags out front of our church because we believe in our military and pray for you constantly. So I thank God for the military and for the servicemen and women who serve our country. Can I hear an amen? amen. And first responders, we drove up to leave our son at Fort Hood. He knew Fort Hood has a reputation right now, getting shot maybe. And uh, so we, dropped, we drove to the hotel to get ready to leave our son at Fort Hood. And the hotel's flag is a half mass. And I thought, oh, this is a great beginning. So I walk in there and I go, well, what's the matter? And they said, well, one of our local policemen was shot and killed last night in the line of duty. And then uh, two days later, our son was on lockdown because there was another something that wanted to happen at Fort Hood. So they had to lock the whole base down. But it just reminds you that their lives are at stake every minute. And we have to believe for their covering. We have to believe and thank God for their lives and not take it for granted. Someone posted on Facebook this week, a soldier in a foxhole in Afghanistan and the dirt's flying and he's in this trench and he's got his machine gun. And it said, while everyone's fighting for the people who flip burgers for a raise, how about fighting for a raise for the military? Because how many of they work a little bit harder than those flipping burgers? Frank Miller, a writer, a director, studier of history, wrote, heroes aren't necessarily people who get medals at the end of the story. Heroes are people who do what is right because it is right. And thank God, I believe that speaks of our military, our first responders, and everyone. They do what is right. But we are indebted to them. I had a soldier tell me, he said, if you want to tell the soldiers something, just tell them your, pet, your debt is paid in full. He says that touches a soldier more than anything else. But we as Americans are in their debt every minute, every day. 
every chance we have, every, all the freedoms we have right now, all the people that are enjoying their freedom, enjoying a memorial weekend and, and everything that they do, but yet we're indebted to them who have sacrificed and so much bloodshed so that we could have the freedom that we have and we cannot forget that every time you see a policeman pass by in his car or the fire truck start up or you see the flag at half mass or you hear of another soldier that's lost his life or another one that's going, we thank God for those that are standing for our protection to serve and to protect. That's why we have the great country that we do have. While I was at Fort Leonard Wood, they encouraged us to go through the museum, which I was shocked not that many did, of the engineers, which, which my son uh, just uh, graduated from combat engineer. And here you see a memorial, and this memorial is real high. It was taller than me, and it's got a list of names, uh, two, two, two files of names on each one and on the back of all the ones who have been killed just in Iraq and Afghanistan alone. And it, uh, it, it has their names and on the other side. It said, this memorial is dedicated to the selfless service of the engineers who made the ultimate sacrifice for their nation in the Afghanistan-Iraq theaters of operation. And one thing that shocked me, is one thing that surprises me, is the lack of attention that people give to memorials. Not only Memorial Day, but to go to these memorials, to go and to touch the Vietnam Wall. And while you're there touching it, it's just not something that has just been put up. But hopefully when you stand there and you touch it, you see parents and family who are there and they've got a picture and they've got a rose or a gift that they're putting for that name and they're touching that name and they're telling some child, this was your uncle, this was your, your daddy, this was your grandfather, this was somebody who gave their life, this is their name carved in this stone who gave their life in Vietnam. Or maybe it's the Korean War, or maybe it's World War II Memorial, or, or, or Iraq or Afghanistan. But this day of memorial has a deep meaning. And you hear people say, nobody can remember s something to get even with like the Jews. The Jews don't forget. You hear that? The Jews don't forget. Well, the reason they don't forget is because God put it in them from the very beginning to build memorials and not forget. It says, even here, in Deuteronomy 4.12, it says, Then beware, lest you forget the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. It's so easy to forget how we were, how things were back in Israel. It was so easy to forget how the bondages and the things they were going through. But God was wanting them to remember here that I want you to build memorials because they, they, they mean things and they have purpose. And I'm gonna share what three words that are in this word to make us understand what God was trying to tell us and I believe is a future for us and for our children. But I'm sure you can, even right now, you could close your eyes and you could think of something, maybe a piece of furniture in your home or something that, that has a memory with it, has a memorial. For example, some people look at this pulpit and they just see a piece of wood. What this pulpit is, is a man had a dream of this pulpit in 97, drew it and built it and gave it to my dad. So he dreamed it and he built this pulpit in 1997 when dad started Word of Grace. And then from this pulpit, Thousands of souls have gotten saved. In this piece of wood, missionaries have shared what they are doing around the world. From what some would see as a piece of wood, babies have been dedicated, people have been married, and lives have been transformed. And so some people just see wood, some people just see stones, some people just look at pictures and, and that's nice. But to others, there is substance and there is something behind it. 
that establishes something in our heart that this is a memorial forever. And so there's something here for Memorial Day that we want to get into our hearts and lives and understand the cross is a memorial. We had Kelly and Kristen and some of the worship team went to Israel. They actually got to see the empty tomb, which is a memorial that Jesus is not dead and he's alive. They actually got to see and be baptized in the River Jordan where Jesus was baptized. They actually got to walk where Jesus walked. They walked these places of memorial because it does something to you and it causes you to become one with the history of that. That is part of my history. The cross is not just something I wear around my neck because the rockers do. The cross is something I hold in my heart because of what he paid the price and he did for me. And I'm connected. When my sons swore in, we were, they were welcomed, but then we became welcomed as military family. When we become members of the body of Christ, we accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. We come one with the story of Jesus, the Son of God, and his life being laid down for each and every one of us. So we do not forget why we have what we have. The word, word memorial means to remember. The word remember means to think again. It's not just something to, to just to think about once in a while. It's something to think again. That's why we go to the grave sites and we visit our parents and we visit those I go to my dad's grave right here in Pineville Military Highway and go to his tombstone that the Veteran Society gave to him and it says U.S. Veteran and I get to rub my, my fingers upon his name and they're remembering him and I go and I have memories and I think of him and I honor him, I respect him. Tomorrow they'll be having a service at the cemetery on Main Street on Memorial Day. If you've never been before to go and to see the Purple Hearts give uh, society, give uh, the uh, reef for the Purple Hearts and the different ones honoring the different branches, the different things, and then playing taps and doing the gun salute in honor of our military, seeing the flags in front of every tomb there, honoring our military. Some of them been there, I believe, since the Revolutionary War, but there's, there's things there to honor. There's a history when you see the veterans marching, when you see these different things, and it's our responsibility to drill this and, and remember and to remind our children of the prices that were paid. The rainbow is a memorial. Baptism is a memorial. The tithe is a memorial. So I want to speak to you about the importance of memorials. And we see in Joshua, chapter 4, verse 2 and 3, take for yourselves 12 men from the people, one man for every tribe, and command them saying, take for yourselves 12 stones from here, or where they were stepping and the water started parting. Take those stones out in the midst of the Jordan from the place where the priest's feet stood still, stood firm because they had to stand in the water for the water to part, and you shall carry them over and you shall leave them in the lodging place where you lodge tonight. So these stones were for a memorial. And if you take your notes, a memorial speaks of the word clarity. To have clarity. The quality of being clear. Of remembering and understanding what was done in the early wars. And, and what has been done in the service of this country. What is done with the servicemen when you read about another uh, policeman have been killed. Or another fireman or someone like that. To remember and think about what they're doing. The word clarity means the quality of being easy to see or to hear. Sharpness of image or sound. To understand and to read. To take time. That I'm, we're just not going to go through this museum real quick. But we're going to go and we're going to take in what we see. And understand what's happening. And, and to absorb the history that is here the quality of transparency or purity when you hear the names you see the names of fallen comrades and you see those who have passed away when you meet soldiers and I've met with them many times in private where they start opening their hearts sharing with me about 
their, their best friend being killed and being blown up in a, in a, with IED or some of those things like that and, and how they're, they, 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 they are hurting at that moment and they're remembering them and they want to share this memory and so many have trouble sharing it and the thing that you find with, with many soldiers who have been in combat or have seen their friends die is that they've got such a transparency, such, such a humility. There's such a humility that causes you to respect them because they, they, they just speak with honor of that person that they saw depart and they, they, they live with them forever. Some of the soldiers even end up tattooing uh, their names or their, their, uh, their platoon or their company upon their arms in memory of their buddy who's been killed because it's just in their mind and is there as clarity of vision to remember and not to forget them. And then in Joshua 4, Joshua 4, 21, 23, Joshua said to the Israelites, in the future, your children will ask, what do these stones mean? What, what does that mean? To them, it's just stones. But look what our responsibility is. Then you can tell them, this is where the Israelites crossed the Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord, your God, dried up the river right before your eyes, and he kept it dry until you were across, just as he did at the Red Sea. And when he dried it up until we all had crossed over, they said, what are these stones? What, what is this all about? And you should tell them, this is just not stones. This is about your history. This is about what God did. This is about what your grandfather did or your uncle did. This is what they did in giving their lives to serve the country. This is what happened here on this scene. And it builds also not only clarity, but it builds influence or inspiration to generations and cultures. When we tell them about the history we have and we have our children watch the documentary channel, the history channel, and they get to hear about what's hap what happened in World War II and they see the actual sights and sounds and they hear about how our forefathers or our fathers or our grandfathers were so courageous in battle to, to, to run in the heat of the battle and to fight for our freedom, fight for the freedom of other countries. It builds their influence to, to understand what this nation was built upon. In 1962, prayer was pulled out of the schools. In 63, Bibles were removed, and in the 80s, the Ten Commandments were removed. All these memorials which stand for something, and we wonder what's happening to the society, what's happening to where they're killing so many innocent people and drugs and all this different stuff. It's because we allowed the influences or the memorials to be taken down that upholds this nation as a whole nation and keeps it whole. The word influence means the capacity to have an effect on the character. If we don't share the history, if you don't share your history as you've served in the military and the things you've seen and you've learned, if we don't allow our children or, or obligate them to, to read and, and, and study in history and look on the documentary channel and watch the different things about wars and, and, and see what they've done, then we're going, we're, their character is not going to be formed the way the character of those who laid their lives down did. This country has lost a lot because we don't uphold the character in which this country was built upon. All these millions of lives that were paid so that we could have the freedom that we have today, so much of it is lost because the importance is on the things we possess or the things we can do about having fun. It's all about having fun. But what will keep this country, build this country, has always been character. Amen? Amen. It's character. It's about men being men of their word. It's about men being fathers to their children. It's about women being mothers to their children. Many of the separations, divorces, many of the things we see today is because character has not been instilled into our children. They're not made to take their hat off when the flag comes by or the anthem is sang. They're trying to get the Pledge of Allegiance out of the school. They're trying to make everything easy for each and one to make it whole. 
And for those you know, listening by internet or those here, if I'm offending you, I'm sorry, but it's my pulpit and I'm preaching on, about my country and what I feel is my heart. Because we push so many things without pushing the right things and then things go to hell. We speak so many things about the rights of this and the rights of that. And we call soldiers this and that and the other because they died for wars that didn't have any meaning. Most of the time, people who talk that way don't even know what they're saying. It's about talking about men and women. Like Brother Ray Williams' mom who was willing to work hours and, and fold parachutes for the soldiers. It's about hearing about these nurses who stayed and extended nine months to two years to help take care of soldiers who were blown apart and, and dying in these makeshift hospitals around the world. It's about people who are willing to dive upon grenades that were thrown to save, save their buddies so that not everyone would be hurt. It's a character of strength and courage that made this nation. It's about a nation that could take on any enemy because the character of its people. And we as Americans, we are the church. If we could get that character back, I mean, I'm tired of politics just like everyone else. I'm tired of people speaking empty words and not having any information to tell you. I'm tired of people not making sense. But I knew one thing. For me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And in my house, we will change the channel from SpongeBob, SpongeBob sometimes and watch documentary in World War II. to honor and to respect, to let character be built within them. If we don't take our children to memorials, if we don't take them to the library, if we don't let them see these different things that made this country what it is, what we take for granted, what sometimes we don't even realize how good we have it. We, we say we do, but we don't know the depth of how wonderful this country is and how proud we are to be Americans. And thank God for this country that God built and many paid their lives for. The word memorial speaks of influence, which is the capacity to have an effect on character. It's also the word for development, to develop each and every one of us, to respect and to honor, to respect the flag, to honor uh, the different the, the things, the constitution, the things that we believe in. It speaks of the behavior of someone by the effects of what they see. It speaks of the power. The word influence means the power to shape policy and ensure favor, favorable treatment for everyone. It's a person or a thing with a capacity or power to have an effect on someone or something is to have an influence on one. And then it's not only the word clarity, it's not only the word influence, but then there's the third word. And I want you to get a hold of this. The third word from the word memorial is the word appreciation. The reason they had to build a memorial for Israel when they crossed the Jordan is because when they crossed the Red Sea and wandered in the wilderness for 40 years, they murmured, and they complained, and they did not appreciate what God had already did for them. Because they spent 40 years murmuring, complaining, they ended up dying in the desert. When we don't look at the memorials and we don't treasure, treasure, the history that we as American have, to treasure what we have in our families and treasure what God has given us, then pretty soon we start forgetting the things that are precious and, and the lives that are paid and we stop listening to the testimonies of the few World War II vets that are still alive telling their story. And we start becoming ungrateful. We start becoming a nation complaining. We influence, the word of appreciation also means positivity. If you have an appreciation, it's gonna cause you to be positive. Instead of looking at all the negative, 
We look at what the good we do have here in this nation. And it helps us become positive because it's so easy to, to be negative and speak negative and look negative upon people and look negative upon this and, and look negatively upon our heart and our future and wondering what's going to happen. But we need to have a positive attitude that this is a great nation. And when we pull together, one thing I've saw in the last two forts that I've been to, Fort Hood and Fort Leonard Wood, is that it's not just now set called an army base. They have the flags of all the corps there and it's a base of the military. There's a unification coming among the different branches of the military and they're becoming as one. And as the military is working to become one I thought why can't the body of Christ go beyond denominations and instead of allowing the denomination can you imagine if the military become one and the church becomes one that we can win the war and then we can be blessed by God and we can see things accomplished for the glory of God amen so it's appreciation it's gratitude it's being grateful thankful and listen to this the word appreciation is a sense of obligation I am obligated as an American to listen to the history of my nation and thank God for those who have given their lives for us and, and listen to the families, encourage the families for the prices they paid. It means to value, to treasure, to admire, to respect, to regard, to esteem, to have a high opinion of. It means to recognize, to be aware, conscience, and comprehend a sense of understanding of what those have done with giving their lives. And so on this Memorial Day, I want to encourage each and every one of us as, as, as Americans, as Christians, as we thank God for the cross and, and we know that it represents our freedom, our eternal life, deliverance from sin and disease and deliverance from hell and death and destruction. We need to uphold the history of this nation also. That this is a nation under God. This is a nation that was birthed out of the heart of God. This is a nation that our presidents still put their hand upon the Bible and swear to uphold the Constitution of the United States. This is a nation that you can go all through Washington, D.C. and see monuments of God, Moses, the Ten Commandments, and the Word of God everywhere. They are so engraven that they may talk about removing it. But to remove the memorials in Washington, they would have to tear it down. Because it's engraved in the very fiber of our government and it's engraved in America. And as long as we continue to share and be respectful ourselves and, and show respect, as we were there with our son just Thursday night getting ready to say goodbye and it was hard to leave and he didn't want to walk away, we didn't want to drive away. We're standing there talking and all of a sudden at 10 o'clock, taps started playing. And, and you, there was young men sitting at, the bar, at, uh, at tables and chairs and everybody was walking around, but the moment taps started playing, you saw everybody just rise to attention. No matter what you're doing, you rise to attention, you face the direction of the flag. And I was thinking, if that's what we could envelop and teach our young people, and we ourselves do. I was one of the first ones to turn around and face with the rest, and we all followed. Because when that started playing, that is a memory, and that is a, of many who played taps to see if some soldiers were still alive or not, to call out to them, to try to rescue them of the lives of those that ran out in harm's way to, to defeat the enemy and win the victory so that we could have freedom. We don't want to take our freedom for granted. We don't want to continue to complain about the nation. We want to continue to pray and believe God for a revival in America again. We want to continue to believe that our nation will continue to be protected. We remember the memorial of 9-11 that they've finished to a degree and you can go look at it on the web and see that. I want to encourage you, if you've never gone and seen Arlington, 
to, to get the DVD or, or get on the website and go to Arlington. And you can see as you walk in the eternal flame of John F. Kennedy's gravesite and his brother right above him. And they got so many generals and so many soldiers. And you just go through the whole thing. They got the memorial of the Challenger as those seven astronauts were, were killed in, in, in the Challenger as it, was, as it blew up that day. And, and you just go to the different memorials of ships that were sunk in planes and different ones that gave their lives and were so brave and went beyond bravery. And then the changing of the guard. I mean, it's just something about being able to say, oh, I can't go there if you can't go there you can still look it up on the web and spend some time about looking that up and seeing so many lives that were paid the price for our freedom all through these years and let your children see them and show respect and honor and and be thankful not only to the soldiers but also to the law enforcers thank the firemen where they're standing out there with their boots for money the firemen are standing out there with their boots for for money make, make sure you give and you tell them god bless you we appreciate you we brought cookies before to them and other things and it's just something about if you could if we could do that more and just show our appreciation to the law enforcement the first responders because a lot of people say well you know you hear so many people say well you know them policemen they just all got an attitude well you know the policemen they just this and that and the other i want you to know you will not say a negative word if you need the policeman to come to your house to save you from a thief or a robber you can talk about them when, when, you, when everything's going good, but it's amazing when you need them. You just don't talk about them bad anymore. Why? Because they're here to serve and to protect. Instead of speaking negative, let's thank God for what we have and let's pray for them and cover them. Every time you see a police light go off and start, pray, start going somewhere, pray over their protection because there's probably a wife and children at home waiting for them to come home safely. When the fire trucks start up and, and they're going to rescue, pray for their safety, pray for their protection, pray for their families. Because they are giving their, putting their lives on the line so that we can have a life. So I wanted to share my heart with you today. I could have spoke more about veterans and there's other things I could have said. But I think we need to be reminded that we need to be grateful. We need to be thankful. Can I hear an amen? amen. We need to be thankful for them. So I want to invite you to stand with me. Make sure this is Memorial Day. We make it about more than just the lake or barbecue or country music. Let's make this Memorial Day what it's really about. About all the lives that have laid their life on the line so that we could have life. The Bible says, no great love has he than to lay his life down for his friend. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you today. And on this Memorial Day, we want to remember. We want to bring it back to our mind. All the prices, all the families, their losses so that we as a nation and other nations could have freedom. Lord, I thank you for blessing our military and their families. I thank you for encouraging them and strengthening them. I thank you for encouraging the military as they, they face new moments in their lives and, and, and just different things. Thank you for continuing to increase their courage. And Lord, I, I pray for our first responders, the police and firemen, ambulance drivers, so many that are even here this morning. I ask you to protect them and their families. I thank you for bringing them home safely every day. Thank you for their heart to serve and to protect. Thank you, Father, for the ones that we have. And we thank you that, Lord, we live in a good city, a peaceful city, a blessed city. Not only because of you as our covering, Father, but also because of our police, because of our, 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 our mayor and those that are around us. Lord, I ask you to bless each and every one. And Lord, help us to be thankful. Not to be negative, but thankful for what we have. 
Bless the families of those serving. We pray and ask this in Jesus' name. As your head is bowed and your eye is closed, my mother-in-law was telling me a story my mother, my wife had already told me before, but my wife's grandfather and brother joined in World War II and went off to war. And then some years later, my wife's grandfather came back, but his brother didn't. A telegram came to my wife's great-grandmother that her son was missing in action. And so after she got the telegram and her one son came home, Every day after, she, they said, every day after she would do her chores, she would go sit on the front porch and look down the road waiting just to see, just in case her son would come back again, and he never did. As your head is bowed and your eyes closed, the Heavenly Father is looking to see if you will come back again. If you're here today and you're lost, if you've wandered away from Jesus, if your life has gone down a wrong trail, he's still watching for you to come back. You might be missing but he's got a place for you set at the table. He wants you to right now to just, if you just raise your hand and say, please pray for me. God bless you. God bless you. I see those hands. Please pray for me. I see those hands. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. Pray for me. I see that hand. God bless you. I want to come back again. I know the Father's waiting for me. I've wandered off and I'm sorry, but today I want to come back. Those hands that were raised all over this building, I want you to come and face me. Come right here and stand with me. I want to pray with you. I want to lead you through a prayer. All over this building, there were hands that was all over this place. Come and stand. Come, come back home today. Come back home. Come back to the Father today. Come and surrender your life again and afresh to Jesus. Come and just face me today. God bless you. God bless you. There were hands over here. God bless you. There was more hands that were raised. Come and let's pray the prayer of salvation today. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, sir. Anyone else? There were more hands raised. Come today. Come. Give your heart back to Christ. Give your life back to Christ. Because that was the greatest sacrifice, his life for yours. His death for your freedom. If there's anyone else today, would you come? Please?